Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. Good Raider Nation, welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to uh, for Raider news and analysis. Uh, before we get to it, just want to let you know uh, that the show is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome in my great uh, teammate and colleague uh, here at Vegas Nation, Sam Gordon. Uh, he also covers uh, the Raiders and everything else, a bunch of other stuff uh, for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Uh, Sam, just before we get on the air, uh, some a blockbuster uh, deal uh, just was consummated in the NFL. It doesn't directly um, relate to the Raiders, but... Certainly, uh, in some form or fashion, it does because uh, uh, the Rams just took a big piece of the Denver Broncos uh, off the Raiders' hands um, in trading for Von Miller uh, just a few minutes ago before we went on air. It looks like a 2022 second-round pick and a 22-22 third-round pick, a a nice little uh, price to pay. But for a premier pass rusher like Von Miller to add with what the Rams already have um, in Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and uh, everyone else that they have over there on that defense, um, a a great trade I think uh, for the Rams. I don't care about the draft picks. The Rams do an excellent job in and around the first and second round. They find players. Uh, they have a, a tremendous scouting department and a great general manager and less need. Uh, so the draft picks, while steep, um, they're usually able to uh, to manage it and work around it. Um, but adding Von Miller uh, to that equation, and then also taking him. Not that the Denver Broncos were a big issue necessarily for the Raiders in terms of the playoff chase, but you know, it weakens them a little bit right now so that it turns, it, it, it helps when the Raiders play the Denver Broncos, that maybe that becomes a little bit of an easier game. Yeah. I mean, how about the end of an era, right? Vinny? I mean, Von Miller has been wreaking havoc in the AFC West for the last decade. And, uh, and now he's going to be moving on, but this is the Rams MO. I mean, I mean, since Sean McVay has been there, this is a team that's been willing to take swings. That's willing to go after marquee players. That's willing to build the best roster ever. And, 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 you know, like, like you said, kind of, um, you know, we'll figure it out in terms of the rest of the roster when it comes to draft picks and developing young players. And they have figured it out, but uh, star, you know, star players win in sports and Von Miller, uh, even at this stage of his career, I think definitely still qualifies as a, as a star pass rusher, Vinny, maybe not quite the pass rusher he once was, but still an incredibly productive player who I think, you know, playing with Aaron Donald, playing with J- Jalen Ramsey behind him, Leonard Floyd, playing with the complement of talent that he's going to be playing alongside uh, in, with the Rams could help him uh, continue to produce at a high level as well. So uh, that's, I mean, not necessarily anything we saw coming per se, but not a surprise when you take a look at um, what the Rams, how the Rams do business and, and kind of where Denver is as a franchise right now. Yeah. And, you know, um, the, the Rams are getting a little criticism because, you know, uh, on, on um, social media, because they part ways with, with draft picks uh, fairly, um, you know, routinely and um, okay. You know, I know that everyone likes high draft picks and, and, and rightfully so, but when you talk about who the Rams are able to get for the draft picks that they've given up, 
Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. Um, there's, there's others as well. I, I think I'd rather have those guys, uh, uh, Sam, uh, than unknown draft picks, especially when the window is wide open right now for, for, uh, for, for the Rams uh, to potentially win a Super Bowl, if not multiple Super Bowls. I, I don't, I don't mind giving up uh, draft picks for players like that, especially since all of them, and I expect Miller to to fall in line with that, produce for the Rams, have produced for the Rams. Well, I'm with you completely. If you have a window like the Rams do, where they're clearly one of the best teams in the NFL right now, clearly have an opportunity, uh, I think, with you know four, five, six other teams right now to, to win the Super Bowl. When you take a look at both sides of the ball, the roster they have, the coaching, the entire situation, it, it makes complete sense. Um, I think when, when you have a window – in sports, I think go 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 for it and figure the rest out later because you don't know how long um, this, this this is going to last, especially in the NFL where you're one injury away from from the entire dynamic of your team being changed. Why not add as many great players uh, as possible? And, and and draft picks. I mean, young players. Yeah, I think they're important. They're a very crucial element of building a roster. There's no doubt about that. And and a lot of the great teams in the NFL are built through the draft. But but I also think to the same token, like the draft picks are romanticized quite a bit. A lot of draft picks don't pan out. Like that's just the reality of the situation. So to your point, you have a couple unknown players in 2022, young guys that might not get on a field or might not necessarily be big contributors right away to a guy right now in Von Miller with four and a half sacks. That's a proven commodity that still has great football left. Um, like you said, not just about this year, but possibly moving forward uh, as well with what you could do with the team. Um, it, it, it's, it makes a complete, complete sense to me. I don't even think it's that big of a gamble. It's, it's a high, re, you know, high reward, low risk, in my opinion. Where's the risk here? You're already a great team. Now you had a great player, another great player on what's one of the best defenses in the league. The offense is humming. Uh, this is team ready to win the Super Bowl. It, it absolutely is a roster ready to win the Super Bowl and, and compete for one right now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Raiders obviously did not play uh, on Sunday. It was their bye week, but it was still a pr productive bye week, uh, to say the least. Uh, the Chargers get beat by the Patriots. We have talked about that um, on, on the radio show uh, last week about how that was not um, – I didn't really feel good about the Chargers going into that game for some reason. They came off a pretty brutal loss to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, get their bye week. Uh, they come back to play Bill Belichick, who you knew was going to have something up his sleeve – uh, for young quarterback Justin Herbert, uh, and he certainly did. And uh, the the, the uh, um, Chargers just did not respond well to the bye week, uh, to the Patriots uh, at home at SoFi Stadium, even though there was a heavy, heavy, heavy lean toward Patriot fans uh, at, at SoFi. Uh, they stumble out of the gate uh, out of their bye week, and the Raiders pick up a half of a game. So they are now a full game ahead uh, of the Chargers uh, in the AFC West standings, uh, sitting at 5-2. and two. Uh, The Chargers are 4-3. and three. Uh, Broncos four and four chiefs three and four. So, um, you know, you, you start looking at things and, uh, at this point right now, as we sit here, Sam, uh, the, the Raiders fate is in their hands. They can, they don't need the help from anybody necessarily, um, in order to, to go ahead and, and close the deal on a division championship. Now it's predicated on winning. Obviously you do need a little bit of help because you don't figure that the Raiders are going to win every game, but if they did, they're the division champions. Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with everything that the, the team has been through with how the Chargers were looking a couple of weeks ago with how we thought the chiefs were going to do coming into the season. Um, like you said, the Raiders control their own destiny and all, all of a sudden, um, now on Sunday, you have a very winnable game against the New York Giants team that hasn't yet found its rhythm. That's actually really struggled on, under Joe Judge um, this year. And, and that has a big game against the Chiefs. So the, the Giants are going to be coming off of a short week. 
um, as well. And, and now you have a prime opportunity to really kind of extend this thing. And then Vinny, uh, of course, November 14th, Sunday night football at Allegiant stadium, the Kansas city chiefs as well. So it's a chance to make another statement against the chief team, chiefs team. That's, that's frankly reeling. And that needs to uh, take care of business uh, tonight against the giants to, you know, to, to salvage its season, in my opinion. So, uh, well, yeah, it makes, I mean, it's not necessarily what I expected per se, but, but what a spot for the Raiders to be in. What an opportunity with everything that's transpired this year. Uh, what an opportunity you have. And you take a look at the roster, the way the defense has been playing, the way the offense has been playing, uh, they can do it. Uh, the schedule does get a little tougher, but it, it's it's right there. It's it's right there for them to uh, to take care of business and, and, and venture not towards the playoffs, but towards a you know, home playoff game and division championship. It's that time of the week where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every Monday to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, welcome back to the podcast. Good weekend for you guys uh, at the book. How'd everything go? It was, Sam. First, it's uh, good to be on with you. We know the Raiders uh, you know, had a bye, but some interesting stuff happened in the AFC, of course, over the weekend. But hey, all I can say is four letters. J-E-T-S. Huge win outright first seven and a half plus dog to win outright this year so it was a, a huge game for for our side of the counter yeah absolutely chuck obviously uh, another very interesting week in the nfl i mean this is this is kind of par for the course you never know what's going to happen um want to get your thoughts on the thursday night game green bay goes into the card uh, goes into arizona game we talked about last week on the pod green bay goes into uh, to arizona without Devonte adams and wins outright on the road uh ending Arizona's unbeaten streak. Did you learn more in this game about Green Bay or in Arizona or about Arizona? I think both teams, Sam. I think, first of all, I mean, Green Bay getting, you know, six or seven points was such an over-adjustment in that game. I think from our side of the counter a little bit, but the betters drove it up that way. Um, Arizona should have lost to Minnesota. They've had some decent wins, but I still had them behind uh, the Rams, the Packers, uh, the Cowboys, um, and the Bucks going into that game, as we talked about last week. So I'm not stunned, but the Packers, again, you know, Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win. Anytime he's an underdog like that, he's a popular bet on the money line and straight. The only time he can't seem to find a way to win is in the NFC Championship game, where he's only won one of those. But, you know, it's, it's some sarcasm being a Bears fan, but that's where I think, you know, he, he still needs to come up with another big-time win, get to the Super Bowl and win that um, to kind of define his career right now. But, hey, the NFC is wide open right now. Rams made a big trade for Von Miller. I still put those four teams ahead of the Cardinals right now in my power ratings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I think, you know, like you said, those teams have really separated themselves as a class. What about Dallas last night going into Minnesota without Dak Prescott again, um, winning the game outright? I thought it was a super impressive victory. Cooper Rush looked fantastic and kind of a debacle for the Vikings. But what do you see from this Dallas team so far at this point? And, and how big of a victory was that for them on Sunday Night Football? I think it was huge, Sam. I mean, they, you know, prior to the stuff coming out about Prescott, they were a two and a half to three point favorite. They are the only team in the league now who is seven and zero against the number. Um, they're one of the, I think, one of the top four teams in the NFC, if not one of the top five teams in all of football. I love the way Diggs and Parsons played defensively, but I think it just speaks volumes of how good their skill position players are how good, you know, Cooper is how good that um, CD lamb is how good that two headed monster in the backfield of Elliot and Pollard is. And when you have some young defensive playmakers, what they, which they may have been lacking in the past to the mix and Parsons and Diggs, 
I think it just changes everything for that team. I think they're awfully good, really, really good. And, you know, maybe it's a product of the Vikings just aren't that good. And that was kind of the reason why, but Cowboys, I like this team a lot. And again, they're seven and zero against the number um, so far this year. Yeah, no, no question about that. Uh, a couple uh, in- interesting. I think that's where we'll go with uh, finishes yesterday, right? Houston and the Rams with Houston's fourth quarter surge, uh, had, you know, had affected some things there at the end of that game. And then uh, as well as Buffalo with Josh Allen's late touchdown run uh, for the cover late in that game. What kind of swing was there in the fourth quarters of those respective games? Yeah, they were both big. I mean, you know, overall, uh, underdogs went eight and five against the number yesterday. Two biggest games for our side of the counter were the Jets winning outright uh, and the Saints winning outright. You also had Panthers win outright, Titans win outright, um, Patriots, Browns, Steelers, and Cowboys all win outright. Um, I said Steelers and Titans, not Browns, all win outright. And those were big games for us. But yeah, the Dolphins late color, uh, late collapse against the Bills. Bills cover was a huge game for the, the betters on the other side of the counter. And it just depends where you bet the Rams. If you bet them early in the week, you were cashing and smiling. If you bet them late in the week, either you got a push or a loss. Uh, based on those two late touchdowns by the Texans. So kind of a big swing for those two games, kind of, you know, bad beats for our side of the counter, clearly on the Bills Dolphins. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a uh, cashed on some of those games as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking ahead. Um, of course, you have the Monday night game tonight, uh, Chiefs, Giants, but then looking ahead when the Raiders get back to business uh, next week, they return. They go to New York, currently a three point favorite on the road against the Giants. Chuck, what do the Raiders need to do to keep their, their foot on the gas and to continue uh, surging in the AFC West? You know, we saw them last year, Sam, be so good on the road. They were six and two on the road. Again, you know, we've chatted about it four and two in the division, just struggled at home. They've already surpassed what they did last year with three home wins. This is a winnable game for them. And I think you look at the AFC, Bengals got beat yesterday. Bills got beat a couple of weeks ago. You know, the Chiefs have had some struggles. And as good as the Titans are at six and two, it is a major blow to lose Derrick Henry for six to 10 weeks. So it's a Raiders team that comes off their bye. Hopefully you can get Jacobs and Waller healthy a little bit and want to keep this streak going since the coaching change. They can make it three in a row right now. Hopefully that bye let them get a little bit healthy, but very winnable game for them. Um, My guess is we will need the Giants. I think you'll see some sharp action come in on the Giants being a home dog like that to the Raiders. A lot depends on how healthy they are. They get a couple of their guys back tonight in that game against Kansas City. But my guess is, is we're going to be huge Giant fans on our side of the counter uh, come Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. And you touched on Derek Henry, Chuck. I wanted to get to that. Uh, devastating news for the Titans for him. What kind of movement has there been uh, in the line as a result of Henry's injury? He seems like he's possibly one of those guys that, you know, as a non-quarterback could affect a number. Has there been an effect uh, since his injury? There absolutely has, Sam. I think when you look at Henry, no team is built more around one player than maybe than maybe the Titans are with Derrick Henry. They want to run, 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 wear you down, and use him to, to kind of generate that passing game. You know, they have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Prior to that injury, that coming out, the Rams were about a six-point favorite. That has now jumped up to, to a seven-and-a-half range, maybe even to go higher just because of the change in the dynamic there. They have Jeremy McNichols, who will kind of fill in, was at third down back a little bit. They've gone out and they've signed Adrian Peterson to the practice squad. He might not be ready for a few weeks yet. Not sure if they look at 
uh, a Marlon Mack, or if there's other, a Melvin Gordon, or there's anybody else available right now. They're still six and two. They sit on top of the AFC. They don't have a horrible schedule. They still play the Texans twice, uh, the Dolphins, the Jags. They've got some real favorable games still uh, down the stretch, but uh, that injury could easily cost them potentially a home field game and a, and a home field buy in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And last one for me, Chuck, in terms of week uh, week nine now, I can't believe we're already halfway through the season. Chiefs open as a three-point favorite against Green Bay. Um, a little That one surprised me a little bit. I think you, especially seeing how the Chiefs looked last week, um, what do you make of that number and, and what kind of action are you expecting to see on that game where, like you said, two very popular teams, very popular quarterbacks? I could see, Sam, anything below three and, and the number maybe ping-pongs a little bit that they lay the Chiefs and anything above that. Uh, at, at three, they take the Packers. We saw them, you know, take the Packers a lot back when they were dogs to the Cardinals on um, their back road games for, for Green Bay playing at Arizona and now at Kansas City. A lot depends on if they have Adams and, and Scantling and, and all their wideouts back there or not. Um, but I think it's an interesting matchup. I really do. I, I think you're going to see money on both those two teams. Want to see how the Chiefs kind of look tonight. But I think the loss by the Bengals, the injury to, to Henry, kind of opens the door for the, the Chiefs to be a sneaky team to still be in the mix in the AFC, even though they currently sit right now below 500. But uh, I think you'll see some Packer money, especially on the money line, um, if you like them to win next week. Just too much value on Rodgers getting points at any place in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he's, you know, he proved again last week he can go out there and win anywhere. Chuck, we always appreciate it. Cannot believe we are halfway through the season, but we're starting to see some things, some trends. Uh, at this point, it's been a fun, uh, fun first half. I'm looking forward to a tremendous second half of the season. We appreciate the time as always. All right. Thanks, Sam. Enjoy the games this week, and I look forward to chatting with you early next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Just to remind everybody that Rams trade uh, for Von Miller, Miller um, came one day ahead of the trade deadline, which is on Tuesday, uh, I think uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time is the deadline. And, you know, the Raiders have been mentioned in some uh, trade, uh, I wouldn't say discussion necessarily. I know that Mike Mack was definitely working the phones, you know, trying to upgrade. Uh, but as you look at this team right now, um, uh, Sam, is there any area that you feel like they have to get better uh, in order to enhance their uh, their prospects moving forward this year? Yeah, I mean, I think the natural the natural spot. I don't know if it's necessarily a trade out there, but the one kind of area where I still think you want to see more, or where you're not necessarily sure of, 
will be our front on the offensive line. I think the offensive line has played pretty well the last couple of games, certainly had a good game against the Eagles and I thought was, was better against Denver, but for most of the season, you know, very inconsistent uh, in terms of, in terms of the run game for sure. And then even, even with pass blocking, there's, there's been some struggles pass blocking uh, at time for Derek Carr. Now that said, you have a buy, you have an opportunity for young players, um, you know, to get some rest for maybe Richie Incognito to get a little bit of rest as, as he gets closer to making his return. You'd think having him uh, available would help, but that's, that's still the one unit where, look, we, we've seen flashes, we've seen improvement, but is this unit going to be consistent enough to power this team to a division championship? That's the one place for pause at, at this point I still have. I, what about you, Vinny? What are you thinking? Uh, offensive line, uh, definitely. Um, maybe somebody to kind of shore up, uh, the loss of Derek Carrier um, as a blocking tight end. Um, I'm not sure Foster Moreau uh, is built for that necessarily. Um, and so, you know, I uh, got to see what the health is of some of the other uh, tight ends on, on, on the roster right now. But that would be an area that I'd look at. The offensive line would be an area uh, that I'd look at. And maybe, um, you know, uh, the interior of the defensive line, somebody that uh, they could feel uh, comfortable with, um, you know, uh, as a backup uh, to either Quentin Jefferson um, or, or or Jonathan Hankins, uh, a name that's been bandied about is, is Fletcher Cox. He's got a, a crazy contract. Um, the Eagles renegotiated or um, he converted uh, some of the contract uh, a couple of weeks ago, six weeks ago or so. Um, they, they redid the, the contract and it made it really, really difficult for anybody to trade um, for him. Um, because of the cap hit and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know how that would get uh, worked out. But somebody, I mean, if the Raiders could figure out a way uh, to bring in a Fletcher Cox, I know he's not necessarily the Fletcher Cox of yesteryear, but, you know, he's still, what, 30 years old, uh, probably still has a lot uh, left in the, or a little bit left in the, in, in the tank, uh, and also change of scenery uh, to, to Las Vegas you know, could help kind of uh, energize him. I know he was complaining. I think you were in the, were you in the uh, interview room? Yeah. After the loss to the, um, to the Raiders last week, you just, you really saw, I think this is a, a veteran player who, you know, at 30 as a Super Bowl champion, as a perennial pro bowler, who's in a new system, a new scheme with a new coaching staff and with a team that's kind of trying to, you know, find its way, you know, I'm not going to necessarily say a full rebuild, but it's, it's either you're going to commit to a full rebuild or like, yeah, they're going to have to commit to that at, at some point. And I, Fletcher Cox, you know, voiced some frustration with with the, the, the new scheme, kind of the approach Philly's taken um, with everything. You know, he didn't, he didn't flat out throw anybody under the bus, per se, but this is a veteran player that wants to win. That's in his prime. That's won a lot in his career. And a change of scenery might be beneficial for both parties. Give the, the Eagles an opportunity to kind of begin the changing of the guard, uh, per se. And then if it was the Raiders or, or, or somewhere else, uh, give Fletcher Cox the opportunity to win and to continue to contribute in, in a new role, uh, maybe in a more specialized role with with a different team. So, yeah, he there was definitely some some frustration there, and it's understandable when you're a veteran who's accomplished what he's accomplished, and you have to go through um, the kind of struggles they've gone through as a young team. I, I know I understand they won yesterday at Detroit, but let's be honest about the Eagles at this point in time. They're not a contender. They're not a serious contender at all, and uh, and you have to make some decisions if you're Philadelphia. So he was he definitely voiced some frustration. It did manifest it after the game and. And we'll see what happens. I mean, he is a, a pro, you know former first team All Pro kind of player um, that that's been one of the best defensive tackles in the league for a long time. And and again, maybe a, a change of scenery would light a, a bit of a fire uh, under him and, and inspire him a little bit and get him back to playing at the level that we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's been some uh, talk, and I've gotten a lot of questions about this uh, shopping Cleve Farrell. 
Um, would it shock me if the Raiders traded him, if they could get, you know, some, some sort of value uh, for him? No, not necessarily. You know, uh, the way Max Crosby is playing, the way Unique Ngakwe is playing, the way um, um, uh, Carl Nassib is playing, you know, uh, uh, Klee's uh, snaps are uh, dwindling. Uh, I think he's right around 15, 16, 17 uh, snaps per, per game. So, um, you know, when you look at it from that level, is he somebody that's more of a luxury than, you know, a need at that point? Probably. Uh, and if somebody were to come in and offer, you know, something of, of value, um, wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders, you know, pull the trigger on that. But I would hesitate um, uh, to do that if I'm the Raiders. And, and I only say that because injuries are such a big part of it. You know, while Carl, or while Klee is a, is a, is a luxury right now, he could be a necessity uh, at any given moment. Um, the way volatile nature that, that football is, you know, with, with the injuries. And if you're thinking about potentially trading Klee Farrell, what you can get for him today could be what you can get for him, you know, uh, in, in the off season, if you, if you circle back to that, uh, you know, next, next off season. So uh, does he, does the, does the whatever draft pick that you might get for him right now, um, to me, that would be almost less important than what he can bring you right now, especially if something were to happen and somebody were to get hurt. Whereas that, that future, you know, whatever draft pick could still potentially be out there, um, you know, in, in the off season when there's no games being played and that draft pick becomes, you know, more valuable at the present time, uh, than, than Cleve Farrell. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, at this point, I don't know what the right word to describe the Raiders as any contender, like, yeah, clearly yes. an AFC West divisional contender for sure. And we'll see beyond that uh, as the season plays itself out, but it doesn't feel like a team with a five and two record um, should be a seller. Even if it's a guy that's only playing 22% of the defensive snaps this year, and hasn't developed into the player that they thought he would be. Uh, the, right. the, the, the matter of the fact is fact of the matter is he's still 24 years old and there, there still is, you know, even if it's a reduced role, there still is a role for him on this football team. And right now the defensive Whatever they're doing up front on the defensive line in terms of the rotations they have, who's who's getting what percent, it's what what percentage of snaps, it's it's working. Like it's it's working. This defensive line, the pass rush has been really really effective. So I don't I don't think at this point in time, unless you're just getting amazing value, that's not going to happen for a guy that hasn't been super productive. Uh, it's not worth it, in my opinion, not at this point to, to move off him. Like you said, you want to revisit that during the offseason? Sure. But this defensive front, whatever kind of chemistry they have, has worked so far and has really been a, a driving part of what this five and two start, at least in my opinion, has been a big part of that. So I, I, it doesn't make sense to disrupt that right now. Yeah, I agree. Now, if they can get something um, like of immediate uh, value. A player, sure. Yeah, uh, then that, that's something that uh, maybe – um, you know, uh, it's something that the Raiders could definitely uh, look at, but you know, I, I do expect the Raiders to kick some tires. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a deal, um, you know, whether it was uh, small, subtle um, or, or, or big, uh, I think that they understand that they have a window too uh, right now. Um, they're five and two, they're on top of their division um, on top of the AFC uh, standings as well right there in the mix. So, um, you know, if you're going to go for it, you go for it now and, you know, you try to get better. And so I wouldn't rule anything out. So keep an eye out on that next 24 hours is going to be pretty interesting. I'm sure not just for, as the Rams showed, uh, you know, not just here in Las Vegas, but also uh, league wide, because I think that there's some, 
Here's the other thing. Is there like a dominant team out there right now, uh, Sam, uh, or just a bunch of decent, good teams that, you know, uh, you know, multiple teams that, that have a real legitimate chance to make the Super Bowl. And when you kind of wide open it to that extent, uh, I think teams are going to be more prone to, to bring in some reinforcements to help out. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I think you look at the landscape of the NFL, right? We know who the good teams are. Uh, the Rams are good. Green Bay is good. Tampa Bay, despite their loss to the Superdome yesterday, we, we understand how good they are. Baltimore, I think, is, is is pretty pretty good in the AFC. But but to that point, who's really the cream of the crop? Who's really really said this is the best team in the NFL? I'm not I'm not sure that that statement has been made just quite yet. Where where it's to, to your point, there's a clear separator. And, and right now, the Raiders are five and two with a signature win over the Baltimore Ravens and leading their division with an opportunity to extend that lead. In the next couple of weeks in the schedule, that does get a little tougher, but it's still not the worst thing in the world. So, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta scan what's out there. You gotta see what's available. This is there does feel like there's some parity uh, at the top of the standings this year, and even at the bottom. I think you have a lot of really mediocre teams uh, in both conferences that are going to be fighting for those playoff berths, that, that those seven, six, seven seeds. So, yeah, at the, at the midway point of the season, where what, what we're approaching, we're getting close to that midway point. Really feels like. Uh, the league is kind of wide open this year, but believe it or not, that's that's how I'm feeling anyway. Well, um, it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, 24 hours. It's going to be an interesting week. Obviously, the Raiders can't miss a beat. Uh, they're playing the New York Giants, like Sam mentioned, on Sunday um, at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Uh, can't overlook the Giants. Can't, you know, um, uh, start getting, you know, feeling too good about yourself that you're going to overlook an opponent. MetLife uh, has been a little bit of a house of horrors for the Raiders uh, recently. Uh, coming out of the bye week has been uh, a little bit problematic for the Raiders uh, in recent times. Uh, so they need to get that squared away. Uh, they're no, they're no longer pretenders. Uh, I, I, I legit think that they're contenders and legitimate contenders at that. Uh, and they need to take care of business um, and, and get through that game uh, as quickly and easily as possible and focus on uh, uh, endeavors beyond that. Uh, whatever happens, uh, Sam and I will be back at it uh, next week to, uh, to take a look at everything. Uh, including whatever happened at the trade deadline and what happened on Sunday uh, in New Jersey. Uh, without, for, you know, uh, until then, enjoy your week. Uh, enjoy watching uh, Raider football again on Sunday. I know everyone's uh, enjoying the bye week, but at the same time, uh, I think we all like when uh, when the Raiders are actually playing um, and, uh, and and getting after it. So uh, appreciate you, Sam. Thanks to Larry Muir, our great producer, uh, always does a fantastic job. Thanks to uh, our our listeners. Uh, you're why we do this, and we'll check back in with you next week. Take care. Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.